Welcome to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. This is the place where you'll hear kids ministry experts dive deep into practical and inspirational topics to help make you the best kids ministry leader or volunteer you can be. Before we get to today's episode, we would love to invite you and your team to the Etch Family Ministry Conference right here in Nashville this October. At Etch, you'll be inspired and equipped by ministry leaders like Louis Giglio and Christine Kane. Find out more at etchconference.com. Now, on today's episode of the podcast, Bill Emiot and Calista Storch chat about the importance of training your kids' ministry team. So, let's get started. Here's Bill Emiot. Welcome back to Kids Ministry 101, the podcast. I am so excited to have back in the podcast studio today our very good friend, Clista Stortz. Welcome, Clista. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like you're maybe from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, except when I go there, they, they think I have a twang, which uh, cracks Which would me be up. Tennessee. That's Tennessee. Well, um, Oklahoma. Yeah. What part of Oklahoma? Southern, Southern Oklahoma. Oh, so that's why you have the draw because you're almost, from Southern Oklahoma. I'm almost, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost a Texan, but God saved me. Oh, okay, well, I'm sure. But I love half my Texas the population people. of the world just went berserk because <laughs> Texans love Texas. They do, and I love my Texans. I think there's some kind of rival going on just between Oklahoma and Texas, right? Just a little bit. Um, so did did you happen to go to? A, a school in Texas? I mean, no, not I, in Texas, in Oklahoma that, yeah. no, that I you're went to, particularly yes. proud of? I went to the only university. That's what OU stands for. <laughs> oh, only, only University, university yes. of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yes. All right. So there's well, just a little bit of a Red River, Red River rivalry. Try to say that three times. Oh, yeah. Fast. Well, I am sure that a lot of our listeners today are from Oklahoma. I am sure that many of them who are listening know you. Today, you're going to talk with us about a topic that is near and dear to my heart as well as yours. Um, I feel like at some level I've dedicated at least the last 16 years of my life to this topic, and that is training. Yes. Training. So important. It's such an important part of our ministries, and I think um, as I've kind of watched in the 16 years I've been here at Lifeway, as I've kind of watched, it's becoming, for whatever reason, um, less and less part of, of kids' ministry, which is alarming to me yes. because I think the best worker is a trained worker. I believe that the best ministry is one that, um, at some level, an appropriate place in that level of importance <laughs> is a ministry that focuses on training. I believe that one of the biggest pain points in kids' ministry today is volunteers, a, vo a lack of volunteers. And I believe trained leaders stay, yeah, tend to stay. I would agree with that. And so we've got to figure this out. We've got to figure out how are we going to get people to our training sessions? Um, how? What can we provide? And I don't think it's one thing or another thing. I think it's a lot of things. Right. Multiple ways of getting training out there um, through a traditional um, come to church and sit through a class, and we're going to do that, and um, we're going to learn um, to digital online training that you that maybe you can point them to through Lifeway or even I, I think there's a lot of value and maybe 
really a lot of value in just these little handheld hold my uh, phone up and talk to you for five minutes about a little training nugget. Exactly. I'm, that's That interests me because all of a sudden I'm listening to you and I'm looking at what's going on around you and, and, and it's like having a personal conversation and and people don't seem to have time for the traditional ways. Right. So we're looking at non-traditional ways too. But there are some things that are common to any of that. Right. That that's what I think we need to talk about today. Yeah, and and I agree with just, you know, everything that you have said. Um training is is so important, but as as you said, today today we don't have just your normal times of training. I remember the day back in the day, mm-hmm. how old am I? But um when every Sunday night, yes, we would have teacher training and it would be over the next week's lesson. The last church I served in full time, it was a requirement that you had to sign that Mm -hmm. you would do these things. And one of the things that you signed is that you would come to weekly teacher training. Now that was 17 years ago. Um, We didn't get everyone, but we had 60, 70% of our teachers every every Sunday there at five o'clock. And I think what... Now, what that does, I, think I don't think you can do that anymore. I don't think you. I don't think that's realistic right, anymore. Either. Right, it's just not. And because, and the, thankfully, one of the reasons is because we are able to offer training in other ways that we were not able to back back then. Right. We didn't have access to all the social media, or the smartphones, or anything like that. We mm-hmm. only had face to face. And so, in that light, I do think that we can make a lot of changes these days to adapt. Our training. One thing I think, one reason I think training is so important, and I appreciate the time when our volunteers realize that importance, is because it means to me that they realize it's more than just babysitting, Mm -hmm. that they're truly in there to teach. And I'm talking about from babies on up. And so if I can get some kind of training with them, and one of the things that I think we have to do to get that ball started. And we'll just go down the letters mm-hmm. of train, but is to truly, if if I'm a if I'm a children's leader, I have to tell my leadership, my volunteers, my church, what my vision is. Right. Because if I don't tell them, my vision is for every child who goes through this kids ministry becomes a Christian. Now I'm not the Holy Spirit; it's not up to me. But that's my vision, is to get this started. And then here's my vision to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Not just this out. You know, it's a fantastic goal, but how are we going to get there? So I can't. I've often heard a uh, let's see, a goal without a plan is really just a is is a hope. Right. It's not really a you know you don't have a plan to get there. Well, so, Scripture says where there is no vision, the people perish. Right. <laughs> right. And when you hear perish. I mean, we're talking about parish, <laughs> right? And so we really have to tell them our vision, help them understand. I mean, who wants to be on a team who doesn't have a vision? I'm not going to join a football team, a basketball team, a whatever team without the vision of, you know, becoming state champion. That's, you know, here's here's what we want to do. We want to win. Even if it's I just want to win this game, here's, mm-hmm. here's my vision. So we have a purpose, we have a reason, right. and we have a goal. And we're not just out here spinning our wheels week after week or, or Sunday after Sunday or yeah. whatever the the purpose of the meeting is. Yeah, because one, I think, too, for for children's directors and, and um, children's ministers, 
if you're not careful and you don't share that vision, people start to look at you more as a manager. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, for the first few years of my ministry, because I was brought up through the ranks kind of thing, I think I truly was a manager and not a leader. Mm. And there's a big difference. I'm either managing people or I'm leading my people. And I was managing. And right. so let me just encourage you to decide where you want to take them and then share that with them and lead them there. That's good. Um, I think many children's ministry leaders feel like they're managing the ministry. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a decision you're going to have to make to to make that mind mind. It's shift. a mind flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to flip. And um, it took me a while to do that. I. I, I'm sad to say, but I think we have to, we do have to manage. Absolutely, but we manage with a vision, right? So that's that's great. What are some resources that we can use with teaching? I yeah. mean, training, yeah, <laughs> with whatever we're with doing. teaching and training. Well, I think it's funny that you said that. You do need to meet when you meet with your volunteers and you're training them. I need to let them know I am going to give them the resources to do what what I'm asking them to do. So great curriculum that goes along with what our vision is mm-hmm. for, for so our So you ministry. mean it's important to choose curriculum based on ministry, vision, mission, philosophy? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, I would agree. I was yeah. just wanting to make sure. No, absolutely, because... I think a lot of people are out there choosing curriculum just willy-nilly, yeah. whatever's cute, Let's whatever's look. pretty. And we have a tendency to, to look at, oh, look... Here's something new. Mm-hmm. We've done this other thing for a while. Let's let's just switch. Well, the problem is, is if you switch, then you have interrupted what your vision, your plan was, and you had a plan step by step by step, and all of a sudden you've thrown something new in there. So just, I would encourage you to be careful as you do that um, with your with your teachers and these resources that you're giving them, including curriculum and you know even construction paper or Mm -hmm. or whatever you're going to do with them. It's just so important that my teachers know I'm just not throwing them out there to the wolves. I'm going to give you what you need um, to to make you successful. And so I want to equip them with um, just the right kind of stuff that goes along. Because if I don't equip them with those resources, the chance is they're going to go out and get their own. And it might not be what fits best with our ministry plan. They, while fantasy outside of the church, you know, at home and watching cartoons and watching, you know, pretend people, nothing wrong with that kind of thing. But in my, in, in church, we're going to focus on what's real. And so I'm not going to bring in a big purple dinosaur puzzle. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to bring in coloring pages that have, a big eared mouse or whatever on it. I if, hear you. If we're going to do coloring pages, it's going to be something that goes along with our... That reinforces. That reinforces what we do. So make sure that you're giving them the resources they need instead of letting them go out and choose their own. Right. So there are times when we have, when we are calling, calling the group together. Yes. Um, I think that in most of our settings, that probably should happen a couple times a year, mm-hmm. maybe At every least. six yeah, months, I think so. um, maybe quarterly if you can, you can, you can pull it off. Pull I it think it'd be great. I think quarterly is a great idea, but a couple times a year. But you 
don't want them showing up and then feeling like you've wasted oh, their time. Especially not Because they won't come back again. Exactly. You have one shot. So what's a good way of ensuring that you don't do that? Okay. Well, I think, obviously, you have to have some kind of an agenda, obviously. And I think that if I'm going to have a training meeting, I need to share my agenda with my people up front. Because if I don't, I may have some teachers who, in their minds, have already decided what kind of training I have, and they decide not to come. For instance, babies through twos leaders a lot of times. I had to really let them know, we're not just, I'm not bringing people in. We're not just going to be talking about learning centers and things like that that might not be as helpful to them. Today, on my agenda, we're going to be talking about kids and you know, what the personalities they have and, or I might be doing safety security or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I need to let people know this does apply to you because if, if not, they might not come. So tell them what you're going to do. Let them, you know, even, even let them help you decide what that agenda is going to be. You know, what are some needs? What are some needs out there? Put, put a survey out there and say, what are some things that, that you need from me? What kind of training um, or what kind of communication Mm -hmm. do you need from me? Which leads to a next point of involving them. Oh, yes. Not just a a participative, I don't know if that's a word. Participative training is a lot more um, fun than just sitting and being lectured to. Now, there are times when all we can do is, is talk. Right. And you have to get this content across. And maybe the participation happens within their own, um, mind, Mm -hmm. but, there are those opportunities or there's are those times when that's the only way we go but how can we be more involving in our training um i i really liked this aspect of it and you know first of all getting them involved in the agenda and what we're going to talk about but Mm -hmm. the other part of involvement is if i the more people i involve I think the better the ministry is going to be because if I find a teacher who is a fantastic Bible storyteller, and instead of me lecturing on here are the points on telling a good story, if I have a great storyteller come in and I say, would you please train, Mm -hmm. then that shows value to that teacher. Uh, It shows value to the other teachers, I think. And then they're not just hearing my ideas. They're hearing part of of the rest of the team. Their counterparts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think it just, then, to me, then it becomes their ministry and not just my ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, you're, you're making them be a viable part of what you're trying to do. Cool. That's good. And I think it helps us recognize that people are important um, and loving people mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things we do as kids ministry leaders, we invest and love in people and nurture them. Yes. And that's part of training. It is part of training. Nurturing is a big part of training to let them know how much you care. Right. Um, I, I need my team to realize that I care about you even if you're not on my team. Mm-hmm. If you were to leave my team tomorrow, I want you to know how important you are to me. Right. I don't care. As, as I care about you, not just what you give, do for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to find out and I'm going to be a part of this, my team's lives. Um, your team, your children's ministry team, many times 
does not have an adult small group outside. I mean, we try to get small groups, Sunday school groups, to adopt teachers and and include Mm -hmm. them in things. And sometimes that happens, but a lot of times it doesn't. So basically your teachers, your volunteers, that is your small group. That's their small group. And so getting to be a part of their lives, finding out when they they have births, when they have deaths, Mm -hmm. when they have job loss. And so nurturing them nurturing them during this time so so finding opportunities in that training session or in any or in your training strategy to nurture them yes to love on them and nurturing too also i believe a a part of it is us helping them to grow um spiritually Mm -hmm. and it could be that we have a bible study together I want to make sure that my teachers are growing Christians because otherwise you you grow stale and that's when you start to lose people. Right. And so that's a part of that nurturing experience as well. So this is a pretty big deal. Getting your teachers trained and how you approach that and and looking at training not as just giving them content but it's part of who you are as a minister. Right. And it's not just training them to perform better, yes. <laughs> but training them to be in ministry. Exactly. With you. Yeah. That's as out as children's ministers, you know, I think people automatically think that we minister to children, but really our job is to equip and minister to the leaders. Mm. Who are they going to go teach? And the other cool part about that, too, is it takes some of the stress off. I don't have to know everything. I just have to help equip and get to and bring out the gifts of other people. Right. um, So that we're all sharing in that ministry together. I think it's worth it. I do, too. I think we need to be doing it. We need to figure it out. And I want to encourage our listeners today that if this isn't part of your your ministry strategy that you reconsider and think how you as a ministry leader can equip and empower and encourage your team through training. Yes. Thanks, Clista. I really do appreciate you very much. I look forward to the next time you're in the Kids Ministry 101 podcast studio. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can find more podcasts, blog posts, and other resources at kidsministry101.com and find out more about the Etch Family Ministry Conference at etchconference.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.